Welcome to Beating Cancer Daily. Beating stage four cancer for 30 years still takes my breath away every time I say it. I'm Saren, founder of the Comedy Cures Foundation, and I hope you'll join me for just a few minutes daily for the next 365 days so we may laugh, learn, maybe cry a little as we live our best days beating cancer daily together. She's back and I love it. And it's one of your most favorite people coming on to beating cancer daily comedian, Missy Hall and breast cancer survivor, Missy Hall. I just love to say those together because I know you first as a comedian. And now I know you through our journey together as breast cancer survivors. So welcome, Missy. Thank you so much. I I just love, love, love doing this with you. It's just amazing. Your generosity to share your breast cancer journey with us through Beating Cancer Daily on these Wednesday features has been such the rage in the podcast world. I can't even explain to you the amount of emails and messages that we get just saying that people look so forward to hearing not only about how your recovery is going and your survivorship after letting them share this whole journey with you, but also just how much they love when we talk about comedy and comic perspective. So I'm going to jump right in because you look a little sleepy. It's, it's, we're recording early in the morning. And my question to Missy was, did you have a show last night? (laughs) Yes, and I did have a show last night. And it is so funny to be at the age, like I can remember, you know, a hundred years ago, if I was out late the night before, nobody thought it was because of a show. You know what I mean? It was like, oh, you were out having a good time. And now the look on my face, they're like, oh, we can tell you performed last night. You <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just, your eyes are just a little bit close. Yes. Just a little bit close. Now, d- did you record something? What were you doing? I did. Okay, for especially for folks that don't know much about comedy, one of the ways that you have to promote yourself to get jobs is somebody will be like, okay, I want a 30-minute set, no crowd work. Crowd work is when you stop telling jokes and kind of talk with audience members and things of that nature, which I do in live shows, but people need to see me not doing that. So last night I was taping a set to submit for other comedy work. And the best thing happened. I had this giant tripod and my new camera and all the anxiety. Sarah, my anxiety wasn't about performing. It was about setting up the camera. (laughs) (laughs) And I got there and I walk in and there was a guy recording like an actual photographer, videographer, recording the show anyway. So I did not have the stress. And the irony of the fact that it's not performing that's hard. It's It's technology. It's technology. Yeah. I think people can feel your pain for sure. Oh my goodness. it's, It's so amazing because 
crowd work is such a gift that you have. I mean, you are so good at it. And crowd work, you know, if you're ever in a comedy club and people ask, are you married? What's your job? And then they start a conversation with you. And then later on in the show, they might come back to you about something that you said that's like a callback. That really makes the audience feel like this is just so fresh instead of someone repeating a routine again that they crafted. So not everyone can do crowd work and not everyone can do it as playfully as Missy does it. Sometimes it's really attack crowd work and people get so anxious in the audience and it's so negative, but Missy does it in such a fun, playful way. Oh yeah. I would never, I can't imagine wanting someone to feel worse <laughs> right? Okay. So you buy a ticket, you get dressed, you come to my show, and then I'm going to say something that makes you feel worse. That I would never <laughs> ever do that. I would never ever do that. Some um, people like to see people squirm and they yeah. like to see that anxiety build in the audience. And, you know, sometimes it's a lot of cheap shots that comedians sure. take at their audience. Sure. There's, I'm not even going to mention names because I'm friends with some of the comics who do that kind of attack work because they're nice people when they're not doing sure. that. But mm -hmm. no, it, it's just that insult kind of humor is just not what we're about at Comedy Cures. But Missy, mm -hmm. I'm so glad that you're still joining us today, even though you're a little sleepy. <laughs> it just makes me laugh because when I get home, I can't fall asleep. Right no, now. we're so wired when we get yeah. off stage, right? Yes. So I, you know, had an hour and a half drive home and then I come and I get in bed. And of course my husband's completely zonked out. The dogs are zonked out and I've got a circus playing in my head. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a good point because maybe we can talk about how you calm that down because Look, whether it's coming back from a show or coming back from chemotherapy or radiation or just having overall insomnia or anxiety from going through a cancer journey or your family, <laughs> Let just even talking about coming down to get yourself to sleep, what strategies do you use? I'm so glad you brought this up because I have had to learn to be so intentional. The first thing that I do is try to remind myself that the day is over, that it's time to stop. And I'll do this thing where I'll, you know, feel the bo my body being supported by the mattress. I'll pay attention to my sheets to just kind of bring focus in. And then one of the first things I do is my category game. I will lay there and think, okay, I have to start with a song that starts with every letter of the alphabet in order. So like A, you know, all oh, my loving, whatever. And I go through the whole alphabet. If I, and lately I've still been awake when I do that. So I'll do a body scan where I just go through and kind of thank all of my body parts for doing their jobs. And I like to remind them that they're healthy because that helps me calm any anxiety that might be brewing. Going through and reminding each body part that it's healthy and functioning helps me quiet anxiety that I might have that something's brewing. Right. I love 
this idea of body scan. We actually have a Beating Cancer Daily episode on doing this kind of body scan. But I love the part where you said, and I remind myself that body part to be healthy. It's similar to an episode that I did that my friend Barbara talked to me about, which was about loving the body part, especially the body part that's giving you the most trouble or the body part you have most fear about. So look, we're just repeating this theme. It's so cool using that to go to sleep. What else do you do? If that, if I'm still wide awake after that, sometimes I'll just say the same thing in my head over again. I am healthy. I am well, I am going to sleep. I am healthy. I am well, I am going to sleep. Mm -hmm. And then if that doesn't work, if I'm still awake, I will turn on a sleep story. I happen to use the Calm app, but I'm sure you can find them anywhere. And it's a nice, soothing voice with no music. I find music keeps me awake. But if somebody with a deep, slow voice tells a story, sometimes I can drift off that way. Those are such cool strategies. I have learned this breathing technique that I think is amazing. It knocks me out. So instead of just doing calm breathing, so I breathe in through my nose, several deep breaths through my nose, right one after the next, and then I hold it and then I exhale. And if I do that a couple times, it like reboots my central nervous system. And then I just fall asleep. And I did not invent this. I got it through a breathing expert named Ari Witten. I did his online course for breath and breathing. And he actually has been greatly influenced by a different breathing professor out of Europe. And I just used his version, which, you know, they did one of these things online to come try a free class. And then I did the free class and I liked it so much. I actually bought the little video series and I found that that breathing technique was the quickest way to fall asleep. And of course, everybody knows, turn off your technology. But when you're like us and you're driving home from an event, you can't turn off your technology because you're driving. So it wires you. But this is, this is such a quick, quick technique. Can I ask a question about it? Do you mm-hmm. count while you're doing that or do you, do you just feel it? Because, okay, so you just take in a few breaths through your nose and hold it, but you're not doing a count or anything like that. No, no, no. This is so simple. Awesome. I just like it because it's just really simple. And what yeah. I found is that it does kind of reboot my central nervous system and then let me fall, you know, fast asleep. And I traditionally fall asleep very quickly. I don't need a lot of sleep, but I've never really had trouble falling asleep. It's just if I'm super wired and I need to go to sleep quickly, I just do this technique. I love it. That's awesome. You, know, my, my husband can fall asleep while in the middle of a sentence, right? My husband also, yeah. Just boom. And I I tend to lay there longer. But because the majority of my activity is at night, 
Whereas everybody else is coming down around 7 p.m. That's when I'm getting started. So it, it's not really conducive. And then when you bring hot flashes or power surges <laughs> in with the sleeping. So it's been, it's been a rough one. I wanted to share with you because I know you're faith-based. I'm faith-based. Yes. It doesn't matter which biblical or religious reference you use. But my rabbi said to me, if you ever have insomnia and you want to fall asleep quickly, open the Old Testament, start reading. I guarantee you, you'll be asleep in no time. That <laughs> <laughs> So it doesn't matter if it's the Old Testament, the New right. Testament, the Quran, the Bahagwa Gita, whatever. Just pick up that thing when you're having insomnia and set out at page one and you will probably fall asleep fall very quickly. Asleep. That's a good, it's a good point. That is a very good point. I could pull out my old copy of Beowulf too, <laughs> you know? but it is true. Every time I sit down to intentionally try to read scripture, it takes a lot to keep me. <laughs> I, love, I love that a rabbi said it. <laughs> and I, I figure that even if it doesn't work, he's just trying to get a little bit of religiosity going so yes. even if even if he's wrong look we've all read a little scripture whichever one you prefer you know it doesn't have well, to be right. the Old testament right i think any scripture is going to be better than our doom scrolling or taking <laughs> speed quiz on which vegetable we most resemble right? <laughs> <laughs> you know we both have a weird habit and i thought that it would be fun to talk about it and I just think it's funny. And I think we could develop a comedy bit out of it. But I talk to myself all day and all night long out loud. And you sing to yourself. Constantly. And I don't even realize that I'm doing it until I'm outside of my home or somebody from outside of my home is in here. And is like, wow, you have a song for everything. And I don't even know that I'm doing it. <laughs> me neither. Well, give me an example of a song. Oh, go into the dishwasher and empty in the dishes, baby. <laughs> I'll do that. <laughs> I look at the dogs. I'm like, it's dinner, dinner, dinner time. It's dinner, 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 dinner time. <laughs> <laughs> you are so much more interesting and so much more animated than I am. Mine is so much about self-cheer. And my husband <laughs> just looks at me like, whoa, you really need that to do all that? But I did an episode on cancer cheer, which I go more into the science behind this, this practice. But no, I will say, come on, Saren. You can get out of bed. I just had COVID again, and I I literally was self-cheering right and left, you know, because it makes you tired and makes you cough. But I will say anything about self-cheer that I have to do. Come on, let's pack the car, you know. <laughs> and you say, see, I'll be like, we're going to the car, we got <laughs> the stuff, you know. And I'll do, I'm marching, I'm marching for my bones so they're healthy, you know, just do that. <laughs> I think it's because you have a better voice than I do. I just say it because I think adding the singing part with my voice would just 
I have to be a divorce. Amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Now I have to empty my dishwasher when we're done and I'm going to hear your dishwasher song (laughs) in my head because I'm so sensitive to influences. So I'm just going to actually hear you from now on. You're welcome. (laughs) Yeah. And and it's so funny when I go to visit my daughter, my son-in-law, my grandson, I sing everything around him. And of course, Carly, my daughter grew up with that. But I heard Ryan go, wow, she sings a lot, doesn't she? Oh, (laughs) did your daughter get the habit? Yeah, it's adorable because she's a mom. I get it. It works. Like when you're like, okay, we're getting out of bed now. Cha-cha-cha. We're going to change your diaper now. Cha-cha-cha. You know, and she'll she'll go along and do it. And the little guy will bounce, you know. It's just, but I do it with everything. And I'm not, I don't plan it. It just comes out. And I forget that there are witnesses. <laughs> You have a really good voice. Did you do musical theater? Yes. In fact, years and years before I did comedy, I was musical theater. Say, oh, that's why. Because you sound like you're living in a musical. Yeah, I would be so happy if I were living in a musical. I think you are living in a musical. (laughs) You know what we have to do, Missy? We have to record Missy's going to breast cancer treatment songs. That's what we have to do. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yes. We have to do that. Going for my scan, getting, getting chemo. Like you have to make a little musical interlude for each one. And then people could set that as their appointment ringtone. Oh my goodness. Yes. I'm even writing this down. Yes, I you definitely have to do this. I I would listen to it because I have to still go get scans. I mean, for if this is your first episode, this all might seem kind of random. <laughs> but <laughs> Beating Cancer Daily is a 365-day podcast and I'm a stage 4 cancer survivor with no visible disease, thank God. I was told to get my affairs in order after three surgeries, 44 radiation treatments over two and a half years of chemotherapy. I was misdiagnosed for six years. So these strategies all came out of my survival and beating stage four cancer when they said, you know, it was hopeless. And then also it came out of starting the Comedy Cures Foundation, which brings therapeutic humor, laughter, and play into the trenches of treatment, but also just teaches great coping strategies for life. I mean, these were originally used in my cancer battle, but everybody started asking me what I was doing and if I could help them because my mindset was so strong and then my body followed and I ended up beating stage four cancer, thank God, against massive odds. You know, they told me I had a 99% chance of dying. So Missy actually would perform at Comedy Cures events for the charity that I started. And when she got cancer, she contacted me and I said, of course I would help her. But I asked if we could record our conversations because the way two comedians would talk about cancer and process this, especially because we were both performing through all of this treatment, would we have a different perspective? 
So I think this is Missy's 24th episode, letting us in to her journey and now survivorship. And that's why we talk about, you know, cancer in this comedic way and shorthand. And if you're not at a place where you're willing to laugh at your cancer or you find cancer humor funny, you're just in the place that you need to be at for you. This is a very unique perspective. And if you're willing to explore it, there are so many episodes on tumor humor. Besides the episodes that I do about comic perspective with Missy. So just feel comfortable. I always say if one episode doesn't spark you, there are hundreds more. So you can find an episode that really resonates with you. I always suggest that you start at episode one, which is 2020 Cancer-Free Vision. And then you can also explore our functional medicine episodes with Jackie Bryan. They're longer and they are so just full of wellness information, how to keep your mind body strong while you're going through treatment or survivorship. So I just want to make sure that if this is your first episode, I just want to make sure that you understand that Missy and I are not making fun of cancer. We're just putting a comic perspective around this journey so that if someone is willing to play and think humorously, they have a very unique opportunity to do it with us. Yes. And you make an excellent point. Not everybody is, is in that space. And some of the things that I'll talk to people about who, who know they're like, well, I, I, I couldn't talk about it the way you're talking about. It. I'm like, no one would expect you to, you know, you get to have this experience the way you are feeling this experience. But I also talk, I was like, you know, there are things still to find joy and laughter in that don't have to be tumor humor. They can be, you know, all the other kinds of things that we encounter on a daily basis that can make us laugh. And I'm like, you don't ever, ever, ever have to laugh about your cancer, but it might be good to look, you know, at a puppy, you know, stealing a, a tough toy from a much larger dog and giggle a little, right? That's a great point. That is such a great point because both of us really find joy and humor in so many things. And that's kind of how we develop comedy because we see things in a different way. And then we show that back to the public and then they can see our weird quirky perspective on life and then share in it because then they realize, oh yes, we have that in common. I just never thought it was funny until you showed that to me. Yes. And that's the thing. No matter what you are experiencing in life with a health issue, with any kind of an issue, even if you don't want to laugh at the particular issue, I just would encourage everybody to find that little section of their brain that's even not related to what it is that's bothering them, but to be able to have a little giggle because, you know, in other episodes, it's made clear 
just physiologically what laughter and joy can bring to the table for our bodies. We do a lot of episodes on how scientifically laughter and a sense of play is so good for your mind, body, and spirit. Missy, I love talking to you. I love doing our little series within a series with you on Wednesdays. I just want to share, if you want more Missy, you can actually find her on Facebook. And on Tuesday nights, Missy Hall does a live date with her husband, who's also a comedian. And you get to kind of eavesdrop on what it's like to live in the house with another comedian and what that relationship is like and how they look at marriage and living together with a comic perspective. So if you can't find Missy Hall on all social media, just write to me at the Comedy Cures Foundation or go to the podcast section and record a message to me and we will send you Missy's signature. Missy, I love checking in with you and I love talking about the most microscopic things, but finding the humor in them and hopefully teaching some of the strategies that we're picking up along the way as survivors. I love it too. And it takes my breath away every time I hear the word survivor. It's just, it's a beautiful thing. And I love getting to do this with you. It's just such a special thing for me. So thank you. Thank you very much. You're so welcome. I was going to say the tears to laughter ratio has shifted from our first episode as you've gone through this to, and it doesn't mean that you don't still get sentimental mm -hmm. and, and emotional about your journey, but just thinking how you've gotten that footing is really powerful. And we've all taken that journey with you. So thank you for just being so authentic and letting us do this with you. Thank you. It means a lot to me if even one person feels a little bit supported by my weird little stories. <laughs> <laughs> and if you want to see Missy perform in all her glory, you can find more information about her upcoming dates on any of her social media, Missy Hall. Thank you, Missy. Love you. Love you right back. Have a blessed day and I'll see you tomorrow. If you love today's episode, then tell the world. Why? Because Beating Cancer Daily and our membership circle are both a listener and donor-supported experience. So the more people you tell and the more people that join us, the more robust and interesting programs our nonprofit, the Comedy Cures Foundation, can bring to you throughout the year. I really want you to go to ComedyCures.org. And of course, I always want you to make a donation. It's tax deductible to the extent allowed by law. But what's super exciting is not only can you laugh and explore the comedy there, you can look at our membership levels and find the one that's great for you. And if you're feeling a little bit generous, gift one to a chemo brother or sister or to a caregiver that you just want to help them improve the quality of their day. Thanks so much. See you tomorrow. Guess what time it is. It's time for me to read the disclaimer. 
Beating Cancer Daily and the Membership Circle are not in lieu of medical advice or treatment. They are for entertainment purposes only. Please consult your healthcare team to review your best strategy. Thanks for listening.